Hi there, my name is Corbin Hannis with Insurian. I'm joined by my co-host Carl Bowden from Exemplify Leadership. Today we have a fantastic guest, Ryan Beatty from Mattress Hubs. Carl, what are we going to be talking about today? Yeah, so we're going to be talking about breaking through adversity with Ryan Beatty. Now, we're going to be hitting topics such as, you know, how to overcome life's obstacles. What does it take to learn from our setbacks and mistakes and to persist through some of these setbacks and ultimately keeping the faith? What does it mean to realize success? So Ryan's going to tell his story about that. But before we go into today's topic, I'll just read a brief summary of who Ryan is. So in 2004, Ryan was awarded with the Jayhawk Scholar Athlete of the Year and shortly thereafter signed a professional contract with the Tampa Bay Rays organization. Baseball served as a terrific training ground for a future in business. In 2008, Ryan founded the Mattress Hub and was grown and has grown the company into a leading mattress retailer throughout the region. As CEO, Ryan is responsible for all aspects of the business, including operations, merchandising, corporate strategy, staffing, and inventory management. Ryan earned a master's in business administration from Newman University in 2014. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. Good to be here. We'll have some fun today. This is going to be... Most definitely. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Ryan, whenever we were planning out the podcast and everything, not only did Carl and I think you'd be fantastic to have on the podcast, you're a great guy. You've got a lot of stuff going on, not just the Mattress Hub and your history and athletics, but you're taking a really big position here in the local area running for a county commissioner. Yeah, I'm correct. Yeah. So I just announced what, uh, it's been almost three months now. I filed for office, county commission, district four. Awesome. We love it. We love it. I'm crazy, isn't it? <laughs> That's norm, the normal response. Yeah. Like, like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> and then not only that, but you got some other stuff going on as you're a pastor. Am I correct? Yeah. Worked in ministry here for almost 12 years now. Man, and if yeah. if Ryan's not the definition of a leader, I don't know what is. This know. guy's getting all over the place and doing great stuff. He's really started a lot of great organizations and making fantastic impacts on the community. Well, I appreciate that. I, I think a lot of it is is you know a background in baseball is you, you it teaches you competitiveness and it teaches you to be active. It teaches you to uh, to invest in discipline and. And those are really applicable traits that you use across different fields in entrepreneurship yeah. and, and even, frankly, in ministry when it works, working on a team and things of that sort. But uh, so, yeah, there's you, you read through the resume and then we talked a little bit about that. And I'm hearing myself. I'm trying to remember days in baseball and my body wouldn't be able to accomplish many of those <laughs> things anymore. But, yeah, man, all these things have really uh, helped to shape me. Yeah. And you know what? Thinking about it as well, we also saw you recently at the Wichita Independent Business Association. You spoke at one of the Weeble luncheons, and it was very, very moving for everybody. Carl and I got to both see you in the audience, and I, I remember lots of people talking about it for weeks and weeks afterwards. And a lot of the things that you talked about there are applicable to the topic that we're going over today. Yeah, you had mentioned, you know, going through your baseball career, kind of hitting a setback with that, and then starting the mattress hub and you know your partner that relationship mm -hmm. and then that setback but you kept persisting every step of the way 
I was wondering if you could just briefly go over some of those setbacks and how it affected you. Yeah, one of the, well, the topic at Weba that day, and it's actually a conversation that I've had for a few years now when I speak at different business luncheons or business events is the topic is really about how business can transform a community yeah. and the role that the business uh, community has in society and, and the opportunity, really. So I like to tell my story. I think one of the most powerful things that you can you can do, not only just in ministry, but in life, is to share your testimony and how uh, life events have shaped you. And so I tell the story a lot about my business experience post-baseball. I actually had to end my baseball career with Tampa Bay because of injury. I had multiple concussions and um, I was 24 years old, didn't know what I wanted to do with life. I was actually moved back to Lawrence, went on staff at the Dole Institute of Politics, was going to try to go to law school. And I met a guy in the mattress industry back here in Wichita. I was born and raised here and I was back home visiting family. And, uh, and it just intrigued me. And I thought, man, I don't know about wanting to do three yeah. more years of school. And 97% of Americans sleep on a mattress. Average household has three. 80% of people don't like what they sleep on. Chronically sleep deprived country. And it's like, man, this is an opportunity. And it was incredible. Um, uh, my business partner, who is one of my best friends, uh, we just kind of pushed go and put our foot on the gas, opened 26 stores in about four years across three states. First 18 months of this journey, I was sleeping on a floor of a friend's house and told someone. You didn't even have a mattress yourself. Uh, no, I sold it real quick, didn't you? <laughs> There's a story about that, how the first three nights, legitimately, I slept on a sleeping bag on the floor and it literally dawned on me. My God, I own a mattress company. Why can't I just? <laughs> so we bought a mattress and put it on the floor well, and go. slept on the floor of the dining room for about 18 months, man. Uh, yeah, the startup stories that I could tell and what that was like uh, really helped to shape me. But uh, but what you're getting at in, in, in particular is there was a season in my business history that, that has shaped me and molded me more than anything. And it, and it wasn't success. It was actually uh, a season of real struggle. Um and, and this was a, you know, everything we had touched out of the gate had turned to gold. I mean, we were, we were so fortunate, like I said, 26 stores in about four and a half years. And we were on top of an industry. We were on top of, uh, 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 really just the business world in regards to retail. I mean, we were speaking at conferences, we were being featured in all sorts of trade magazines for our industry. And, and everything was great until it wasn't. Um, we had had a, a fraudulent embezzlement deal in Oklahoma, our Oklahoma chain of stores, about $1.7 million in 10 months. It disappears. Uh, simultaneously, um, our Kansas City market, where we had seven stores, uh, was really struggling. And we were burning through cash at a pretty alarming rate. Same time all this was happening, my wife and I had lost a baby. Uh, so personally, things were really challenging. Uh, my partner and I were really kind of going separate directions. He had had some things in his personal life that were really uh, becoming a distraction. And, uh, and we were kind of just heading in different directions on a personal level. All of this uh, was really starting to wear on me on a, on a physical level. Now, you have to remember something. You know, I was a baseball guy. Right. So baseball players are a strange breed. Yeah, and we oh, you agree, huh? <laughs> <laughs> A strange breed in this regard is we process failure a little bit differently. Now, keep in mind, uh, did you guys, any of you guys play baseball? I, I grew up on bit. the ice. Okay. So if you fail seven out of 10 times as a hitter, you hit 300. If you do that in a big league career, you're going to go to the Hall of Fame, right? So failing seven out of 10. So baseball players have a weird way of digesting failure, right? I mean, it's just yeah. a part of being a professional baseball player. Um so I, I was programmed to press, not to overlook next play, next play, next pitch. You know, that's just how you're programmed. 
well, this was different. Um, when the business started failing, when the business was really struggling, uh, and the burden of responsibility of having over a hundred employees, their, their, their families, their children in many regards, uh, that burden of responsibility. And I have no other way of describing this other than saying it legitimately broke me. Um, there was a moment I tell it in this, uh, in my speech, uh, at Weba, there was a moment I'm driving down Mays road, right in front of the new market square. This is 2013. I remember it like it was yesterday. I'm on a conference call with my CPA and our lawyer. Um, and we're going over options of what we're going to have to do because the business was failing. I was buying my business partner out. I mean, it was just a very rough season. And I, something physically happened to where I just started shaking uncontrollably. I had to pull over the car. I couldn't breathe. Um, well, I had to get out of the car. And what was happening to me is I was having an anxiety attack. Um, now, remember, I, this is something that I'd never experienced in my life. Never thought it was feasible with me. Never thought it was something that could even uh, happen to me um, until it did. Physiologically, I was having a reaction to the stress around me. And that led to a season of about 10 months of incredible panic attacks. Uh, anxiety attacks, uh, some depression. Um, uh, this was a season in my life as my business was struggling and laboring that was induced by business stresses um, that really was a really dark place in my life. Um, uh, and uh, and it, it changed me to the core. Yeah, that makes sense. I can yeah. only imagine. Yeah. I mean, it had to be extremely difficult to keep pushing forward in that. How, how did you really keep the faith and confidence in yourself to keep going through all those adversities. Yeah. You know, what's funny, you use a really key word there about faith. Um, you know, at the same time I'm doing this, I'm also helping to pastor a church, right? So, um, this is happening in my life and I'm also preaching to others about being faith filled and being, uh, and enduring through struggles and, and, and trials. Um, but physiologically something was different in me. Um, and, uh, there's a lot to that. One of the things that I had to really understand was what was driving this in me, this, this, this panic, this stress load. And for me, frankly, and I mean, I can, this is my story. It's probably not everybody else's story, but I can only tell the story the way I know the story. Right. And what it was to me, but yeah. what had happened to me was some good old fashioned idolatry. Um, is I had allowed money success. I had allowed this image and identity of successful business to really kind of store up into my heart and change me frankly. Um, and when that house that I had built, the metaphoric house that yeah. I had built started to crumble, so too did my identity. My identity was being tied to something that was, uh, that was not sturdy, <laughs> that was not stable. Um, and when there were struggles in business, there were struggles personally. I, and there were times when bank accounts were high, I was on a high. When bank accounts were low, I was on a low. It was this emotional roller yeah. coaster that was incredibly unhealthy. So the endurance piece of it was really trying to carve out of my heart these improper and impure things that had kind of settled in. For me, it was an issue of I'd wake up 2.33 in the morning, couldn't breathe, panic attack. The only reprieve I found was getting a prayer, studying the scripture, worship. It was the only escape, only reprieve I had. Didn't make things easier. Didn't escape. It gave me the faith and the endurance to endure. Um, and, and so that for me, it was a season in my life that I had to learn how to endure. Yeah. Endurance. That's huge. And your faith is huge yeah. in your life, you know, and that was one thing that you really stuck to. You, you had mentioned that this is an emotional roller coaster. You went up in one season of life, but then you went down and then you came back up yeah. and you went down and you just kept 
yeah. going up and down throughout that roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. It was really difficult. It was incredibly difficult. And sometimes, you know, I, and one of the great experiences that I have had in life outside of baseball and business, and we have multiple businesses that we operate in, and, but the ministry side of it is what shaped me more than anything. And I would counsel people in these areas. And, you know, sometimes the things that come out of our mouth um, and, and the way we live, sometimes <clears throat> there's not always a match. So I would counsel people how to endure trials, how to persist through, how to have a higher hope. But yet when you're in that storm yourself, you're, you have to preach to yourself and, and you have to affirm things to yourself. And, and what I learned is that all of us in this life, we're going to have trials. Um, this, this false expectancy that things are always going to be great and things are always going to be easy. It's, it's, it's just a lie. It's not, it, it's not factual. It's not practical. It's not realistic. And sometimes um, when bad things do occur, when you are in a season of trial, the only option you have is you can't flip a switch sometimes and end things. The only option you have is to endure, is to persist, is to wake up every day, put one step before the other, to make good decisions, to do the very best that you can. But oftentimes the best advice I have is you just got to endure. You just got to endure a storm. Yeah, that makes fun. sense. It reminds me of the last episode that we recorded. We were talking about what comes after success or at the end of the planning process. And you have to be able to look back and say, okay, well, how do we define that success or how do we define that failure mm -hmm. and circle back? It's a cyclical process. Yeah, it's yeah. not just linear. You can't come to a stopping point and say, oh, we failed or, oh, we succeeded. It's what did we learn from this? And let's apply it to the next time we're doing it, or let's apply it to the next thing that we're going into. Yeah. You, you hear these metaphors of life all the time in business, you know, life is a roller coaster, life is a journey, you know, all yep. these life is a game, you know, you use metaphors and, and, and you hit something on the head. All of those things are true in different seasons, but, um, but, but life in particular in business is, is it's a process. And there are, there, are, there are highs on a process, there's lows on a process, there's going to be setbacks in process, there's going to be seasons of, of plenty and prosperity and seasons of drought. This is just life. Oh, yeah. um, and and the, the practical principle that really I try to train young entrepreneurs on and visit with them about and, and counsel them on is just this power of endurance. And, and, I, and, and again, my ministry experience has is, is helped parlay this for me because many times when I'm counseling in ministry, it's not about business success and being an entrepreneur. It's, I have cancer. I'm dying. Yeah. Uh, my child has cancer. I lost my child. My marriage is failing. You know, so, so sometimes when you look at business and business it's is important, serious sometimes life. we need to put things in perspective and remember the issues of life and what matters. And oftentimes when you're dealt a hand that you didn't choose and you don't want, the only option you have sometimes, because you can read, I don't care how many books you read. I don't care how many seminars you go to. There's times when you just have to have the value of endurance that you've just got to endure the season. You've just got to get to the other side. And, oh, yeah. um, and, and that's the practical advice that you can give people sometimes that literally is the only advice that matters. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't change things in my business. There were some things I couldn't change in my business. There were some actionable things we could do, but there were some things that took place that I couldn't recorrect. Yeah. Um, all I could do was endure best I could in that moment, be faithful in the moment, the moment, the opportunity I had in the moment, be faithful to that moment um, and just endure. So whenever you're thinking back to it, 
uh, you mentioned faith in the Lord and your ministry very frequently. But are there any other items that in your life kept you motivated for the endurance and kept you going? If so, what, what were some of those things? You mind talking? Oh, I certainly do. Yeah. Uh, well, one is the, the associations that you choose to allow in your life are of, of supreme importance. Uh, I remember being like five years old and my dad used to say, hey, the things you read, and the people you associate yourself, that's where you'll be in five years. That will determine. And, you know, you blow those off as a kid. But yes. Those things are incredibly true. It's about inputs is what input do you allow into your life? Because input impacts output, right? Yeah. Anything we do. Um, so the, the, the value outside of just endurance is the value of who you're allowing to speak into your life, who you're allowing to carve out space in your life. Um, and there are good angles to that. And there are bad people that will speak into your life too. Um, and and, and the, the higher up you get in success and, and, and in business, any, any field really, um, is you really need to be guarded of who you allow to have access, yeah. who you allow to speak into your life. Now, I'll get input from anybody, right? I'll, I'll listen to anybody. Yeah. But there's very few people I allow them to really sit down and counsel and really sit down toward. I pull up, pull back the shade, pull back the curtain and say, here it is. Help me process. And you've got to be incredibly, uh, you got to use wise discernment on who you allow into that inner circle um, to where you, you open up the shade and tell them what's really going on oh, yeah. uh, and receive input from. So uh, the value of relationship um, and fellowship um, and wise uh, counsel, um, it's very, very important in these seasons. So, so you mentioned some of the things that were happening through this season in your life were personal. Some of them were business. Do you mind mentioning any examples of relationships that you had and how they may have helped? Uh, yeah, certainly. Uh, well, one was my spouse, my wife, yeah. who legitimately um, endured all of this alongside me. And it was impacting her life in incredible ways. I can only imagine. Uh, now, I was having a physiological reaction. I was having anxiety attacks and panic attacks um, uh, through this she luckily wasn't. So she was the thermostat in our home. There you go. Uh, she, she legitimately set the temperature. And so she has incredible wisdom in, listen, when I'm geared up and I'm going in a specific direction and I'm getting revved up and hot and she knows when to, how to bring that temperature down. Um, but she also knows when to move. She also knows that when I was having those seasons of like, I the give up moment, the, yeah. the moment where it's like, gosh, can I really get through this? She knew when to raise the temperature too and call, call me to account and say, let's go. Let's get this thing going. You can do this. I'm here. Uh, we can get this accomplished. So my wife, above all, yeah. uh, was a relationship that was vital. Uh, I had a pastor. I'm a senior pastor that was um, deeply, deeply personally involved in this season of my life. I had staff that was supportive, that understood the burden of responsibility and was cheerleading and, and willing to sacrifice in order to uh, to move us forward as a company. Um, so there's a variety of specific individuals that I allowed into that space in that season, um, to give me the inputs, but I was certainly guarded. Um, but if it wasn't for this community of people around me, it would have, we might've had a different ending. Yeah. The community, the people around you, your wife, your friends, the people in your church mm -hmm. all have a huge impact on your life. And you know, that, that applies to everyone. Who is in our inner circle and are they positively benefiting us or are they negatively benefiting us? That's the awareness level we have to have. Um, and so many, I, 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 
you and I, Carl, we talk on occasion and, and, and I do a lot of counsel with young entrepreneurs. And, and what I notice about a lot of young entrepreneurs is this lack of awareness many times. And I try to encourage about an awareness, having a broader scope of what's going on around you, who you are, a real accurate depiction of your business and your model and your plans. And there's something about startup culture that we promote sometimes that, is, that, that actually I think does a lot more harm than, uh, than good. There's just some things that we promote in startup culture many times about uh, not, I'm not one to say there's a healthy life balance and work-life balance yeah. startup because there's not, frankly. I mean, there's really not. And, uh, and sometimes we, we like to give an expectation that you could <laughs> do some things that you can't with your time, oh, yeah. uh, um, depending on the industry. Some of this is industry specific, but, um, but there's, there's other things in startup culture that we promote about just put your head down and go, that if you just find a will, there will be a way. And no, sometimes you have a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. And that's why the wise counsel needs to come around you now shape ideas and help oh, yeah. you. There's times you got to persist. There's yeah. times you got to say, I believe wholeheartedly in a concept. I'm going to make it happen. But you have to have the awareness of when, um, when, when a business model or a business approach or a concept just doesn't lacks practicality. And, and, and that's why wise counsel is really important. That's why the community is really important. Exactly. Oh, exactly. You know, it, going back to the topic from the episode we had la our previous episode and that process of planning forwards of pulling everything you know together pulling all of your information together and then creating the plan starting and then looking at different perspectives being able to go back and analyze if those perspectives aren't actually truly valuable to you then what do they bring you have to ask yourself sometimes what are people bringing to your table, Corbin? What kind of value do they yeah, that, provide? That's a yeah. process. This is a process. Building a yeah. business is a process. Leadership is a process. Relationship is a process. Um, and again, this is all, if, if, if you're not willing to learn throughout this process, if you're not being reflective, if you're not being aware, um, you're prone to mistakes. Yeah. Um, listen, I, I'm keenly aware. In Mattress Hub, we're almost 15 years into the Mattress Hub now. Um, it, it's branched off into multiple other businesses. Um, cattle business, we do um, advising to student athletes, we do NIL, we do ministry, we do real estate, we do a lot of different things now. And, um, and the core function of what it takes to build a business, yeah. the, the fundamentals of hard work, of endurance, of wise business planning, of proper allocation of capital, all these things. Um, they're consistent across the board of different businesses. And, 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 and I learned many of these things through my failures in my first business, not my successes. Yeah. Um, so I, the, the, we can't be afraid of failures. We can't be afraid of setbacks. These are all a part of the process. Most they're definitely. going to happen. It's our response that matters. Yeah. And I think that's why so many people connected with you when you spoke at the Wichita Independent Business Association, because you talked about some of these setbacks and breaking through. Because every entrepreneur, everyone that has their own business, they have to go through those setbacks. Yeah. They have to continually persist. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. Well, and, and you're, what you're getting at, Carl, is about smashing stigma. <laughs> I'm all about smashing yeah. stigma, and particularly in the mental health space and in the startup culture space. We have this perception, the stigma of, of something, and it's, it's in, in order for us to move forward as a community in many of these spaces talking about mental health, I'm talking about startup cultures, we've got to smash some of these stigmas that are present. So people really understand the nuts and bolts of what this stuff really looks like. Um, it's easy to put our rose colored glasses on and, and to have an idea of what business or, or, or practical application in ministry or in politics looks like by reading a book. It's a whole 
entirely different thing to jump into the jump into the mix into oh, yeah. the arena and actually try to work these things through um so yeah i you're right man it's it's uh when you get in the mix things change dramatically Exactly. Most definitely. Well, hey, you know what? I think that's a good point to wrap up on. I really, really appreciate you coming down here, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. It's an honor just to simply have you here in the first place. We love and appreciate all of your time. You're fantastic. And I think this was an amazing conversation. Yeah, to it, say the least. And we would definitely like to give you the opportunity to share with anyone, you know, in our podcast audience. Is there anything that you would like to share? with them just about what you do in business or just a word of encouragement, anything like that? I know the word of encouragement is what I, the direction I like to go. I honestly think that, uh, and this is fun for me because I can talk shop all day on this. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> Particularly about the role that we have in this community. This, I'm a little bit older than you guys, but your generation, my generation has in this community of transformation. Um, we have a real opportunity in this community to collaborate in some bigger levels to really move us forward in some spaces economically and some of the serious issues that we have, like mental health, like the homelessness issue, substance abuse issue. This is going to take community solutions. Yeah. And who needs to lead these conversations with people like you um, that are engaged in the community on the business level? Um, I would just encourage people to serve. I would encourage people to get involved, to jump into this space and, and to lift the level of discourse and civility in this community in a way to where we really can move this ball forward and let this community, Wichita, Sedgwick County in general, let it be an example nationally of, of, of the talent we have here and the things that we can accomplish here. So that's one of the main reasons why, although I'm involved in business, I'm involved in ministry, that I wanted to get involved deeper level of service in the community. And that's why I'm running for county commission yeah. um, is I really feel this is a pivotal season in our community. And, and, and I feel like I, I feel compelled to serve on that level um, with some ideas, but also just the collaborative approach of uh, bringing government and uh, private business and nonprofit community and bring them into uh, uh, a space to where we can really move us forward in some of our biggest issues. So get involved. If you're curious, go to ryanbaby.com. We talk a lot about a lot of these issues and, uh, uh, and we'd appreciate any support we can get. Most definitely, you know, and it all comes back to these fundamentals of leadership that we're talking about throughout this podcast. You listen to the podcast, go to insurian.com. That's E-N-T-U-R-I-A-N.com. You can also go to exemplifyleadership.com. Check out all the podcast channels you can, Spotify, Apple, Google, et cetera, et cetera. You can go listen to the podcast. You can also look at the Insurian YouTube channel to watch the video version and follow us on social media to get more updates too. You know, again, I just want to thank you, Ryan, for your time. If anybody's leading by example, you're a great example. You're fantastic. And we're really, really happy to hear. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate this opportunity and keep raising this discourse, man. Keep talking, keep doing this show. This is a big, important thing that we do in our community. So I applaud you. Most definitely. Well, hey, just to wrap everything up, don't forget that alone we survive, but together we thrive. Have a good one.